This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. The performance by Jokic last night was just special. It's back-to-back 30-point triple-doubles in the postseason for Nikola Jokic. He's proving to be the best player in basketball. He's trying to win the crown. It's still steps, but it's moving that direction. When it comes to making others better as well as being a threat, he is Tim Duncan, Hakeem Olajuwon. He is so fundamentally sound. That's what allows him to have an edge on a lot of the more athletic guys that he plays against. So the question is, if Jokic puts up those same kind of numbers, that same kind of performance for the Denver Nuggets tonight against the Lakers, can we definitively say that this is the best basketball player in the NBA this year, right now? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Shake Cornette, Aaron Goldhammer filling in for the guys. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can give us a call. What do you think? Is Jokic the best player in the NBA? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Or is it going to take a game two tonight to really help make that decision? Feels a little late, but does it? Um so game two tonight, obviously this one in Denver, first one. The Nuggets got the best of the Lakers, but it feels like the Lakers could turn something on tonight. Jokic was fantastic. 12 of his first 15 shots, 31 points, 19 boards, 12 dimes, and that all happened before the fourth quarter started. By the way, if there's one negative thing on this Denver's team, hard to find, one. It's their issues in the fourth quarter. It feels like all season long, not that it feels like, it's true. All season long, Denver has been outscored in that fourth quarter. They were minus eight in game one. What's going to happen tonight against the Lakers, who aren't going to be in that feel-it-out mode, Aaron, in the first half like they were in game one? You know, I'm not overreacting to the Laker comeback because, you know, this is what happened. If you just watch the NBA all year, a 20-point lead the way teams shoot threes is a new 10-point lead. You know, like it's not that rare that you see a team climb back into a game like that. And I actually thought it was impressive that the Nuggets were able to hold them off and stay, you know, uh, not blow the game. I think that would have been a disaster. Um, but now I do sense going into game two that the Lakers built some momentum. Um, and even though the Nuggets have the 1-0 lead, it kind of feels like they're the team that needs to flip the momentum back, if that makes sense, at Mm -hmm. the start of Game 2 tonight. No doubt about it. All right, Josiah Johnson is joining us right now. Host, social media influencer, he does it all. He's on Twitter, at King Josiah. Lakers fan, former UCLA basketball player. And, obviously, his father is an NBA great. Okay, Josiah, got a lot of questions, obviously. We got Game 2 tonight between the Lakers and the Nuggets. And, obviously, you heard us talking about it. What kind of conversation can we start having about Nikola Jokic if the Nuggets pull off what they were able to have, what they were able to do against the Lakers in Game One tonight in Game Two? Uh, I mean, the same conversation we've been had. One of one of the best players in the league, obviously, probably should have won the MVP this year just based on their criteria and how he did last year winning the MVP. The Nuggets got better, went I think from sixth to first in the West. He got better, almost averaged a triple double. I think he's now had six triple doubles in this postseason. Uh, in 12 total games. So the way he's playing right now is just phenomenal. Obviously, probably one of the most dominant big men. Don't want to put him, obviously, the greatest center ever, just just quite yet. To a lot of other guys. But the dominance that he's shown throughout this postseason, obviously, the, the, the elephant in the room, the monkey on his back, is not getting the championship yet. And, you know, I'm rolling with LeBron and the Lakers, so I don't want to see it happen this year. But his performance game one and just what he was able to do that team, I think 34-21 and 14 in addition to two blocks and just everything he's been able to do on the court 
major issue for the Lakers. Obviously, you don't believe in moral victories, but what they were able to show late in that game, but up until that point leading into the fourth quarter, Joker was just extremely dominant. So Lakers got a tough task on their hands, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond in game two and what adjustments they end up making. You're not an NBA fan if you don't follow King Josiah on Twitter. Josiah Johnson is our guest, huge Laker fan. Is it, we hate the cliche, but on the must-win scale, Josiah, where is tonight's game for the Lakers? Uh, you know, every game to me for, for LeBron and the Lakers is a must-win, so definitely uh, very high. You don't want to fall down 2-0 to this team coming back to L.A. just for the potential magnitude of what that game three means if there's any slippage at home. Now, you know, you go down 3-0, this thing is over, so – Definitely want to want to approach this game like it's a must-win game. Tie the series up one-one. You know, technically, quote unquote, get home court advantage coming back to LA for those two games. But I think what the Lakers showed us, you obviously don't believe in moral victories, but what they showed us in Game One, being able to bounce back from that twenty-one deficit, cut it to three points, had an opportunity there to even close the gap even further late in that game. That you know, they're, they're not just going to be a pushover. So you know, like like Mike Malone said, you know, you know, I, I know Darvin Ham would definitely wanted to win that game, but there's a lot you can take from that game adjustments you can make now going into game two but you got to treat this as a must win going down 2-0 to these nuggets with the potential threat of going down 3-0 coming back to LA is not the position you want to be in Josiah speaking of Darvin Ham and the adjustments he has been able to make not only in game one but throughout the entirety of these playoffs for a first year NBA head coach how impressed have you been with him look you know the Lakers squad before you know when the season started before the trade deadline Darvin was getting a lot of heat a lot of people were questioning his concerns. And, you know, obviously the disciple from Mike Boonholzer coming through from that regime, which is, you know, generally historically reluctant to making a lot of changes and adjustments as the season goes along. To see what Darvin's been able to do this postseason, the move he's been able to make, uh, just, just how sharp he is, how, how attentive, attention to detail, and all those other type of things that he's doing, man. It's been extremely impressive uh, to see the moves that he's making, especially considering he's a rookie head coach, uh, coaching the Lakers, which we know is one of the toughest jobs in the league just in terms of the pressure from, from the inside and the outside, the fan base, the media, and all those other factors. So to see how Darvin has stepped up this postseason, uh, obviously beating the Grizzlies, what he was able to do against Steve Kerr, Hall of Fame head coach, and the Warriors, and the adjustments they made in that series. So, you know, if you're a Lakers fan right now, you're extremely optimistic that, that Darvin and his staff, got an incredible staff with them as well, will be able to make the necessary adjustments heading into game two to hopefully walk out of Denver with a win and tie the series up 1-1. So where do you watch, Josiah, a game like this? I'm at the house all day, uh, on the couch, feet up, phone in hand, uh, you know, scrolling social media on Twitter, waiting for those, you know, just big time moments that everybody's going to talk about. Are, so are you can, alone? You know, my content out there. Are you alone or I do you have like a, a, a team of people helping you pick the right GIF and the right video for the right moment? I don't trust a lot of people, so I'm, I'm a one man band, man. I, I, I just run the show by myself. I'm at home with my family. My little kids are jumping all over me. I'm trying to concentrate, lock in on the game, but. Wouldn't have it any other way. That's when I'm at, at my best. That's, that's my sanctuary. So be on the couch, feet up, watching the game, and, and then, you know, scouring Twitter for the, that next, you know, great meme and piece of content is, is how I get down. Uh, we're talking to Josiah Johnson right now. You can follow him on Twitter, at KingJosiah54. Okay, um, earlier, I, I, we kind of brought this up a little bit, and, and you pointed out what you thought about Jokic, but – do you think he deserves the title best player in the world, not best center in the world, best player in the world right now, given the way he's played this postseason and what he's done? I mean, let's be honest, the last couple of years. Well, look, Embiid was the MVP and deservedly so. I think it was a, a tough three-man race between him, Giannis, and, and Joker. But with Joker showing these past couple of seasons consistently, 
Uh, he's got that dog in him. Uh, you know, just watching him, he's, he's obviously very deceptive when you look at him, look at his body. But the things he's able to do on the court, the vision, the ability to score, and not really – he's not really looking to score, which is a crazy thing. So to be able to, to drop 30 pieces like that without really trying to, you know, have that killer instinct as an offensive player, but really just get the offense involved, get the, get the team involved. I think you can make that discussion if he's able to get to a championship. Don't think that's going to happen, obviously. I'm rocking with, with these Lakers, but – if it gets to that point, you know, you can get over that hump. I think there's, he's definitely in the conversation. Right now, I'm still, you know, despite kind of how the Bucks did in that first-round series and losing to the Heat, still a big fan of Giannis, what, he, what he's been able to do. So, if Joker can get a ring, I think he definitely can push Giannis off that top spot right now and make that claim. Josiah, I have a confession to you, which is when I was a kid, I stole a pack of gum from KB Toys. The reason I'm confessing it is I know you were on with Gil this morning, Gil's Arena, Gilbert Arenas. Uh, Tuesdays through Thursdays, 11.30 a.m. Pacific, 2.30 Eastern as part of the Underdog Content Network. You guys were talking today, dumbest thing you did as a kid but got away with it. I stole the yep. gum, and I still feel guilty. What was yours? Uh, so me, and I didn't get to talk about this on the show, but when I was like 11 years old, I went with a, a bunch of buddies. I played on the traveling team. We went to Las Vegas for the Easter Classic, which was the big tournament back then. We were all staying in Circus Circus for anybody who played around those times knew Circus Circus was basically, you know, the epicenter of the headquarters for all, all the AU teams because it was so cheap. But uh, we had, a, like, four guys in the room. We were messing around. We had, like, brute cologne spray that came in, like, one of those aeros- aerosol bottles. And we were, we were making makeshift flamethrowers. I don't feel really happy about telling the story now, but making, making a make, makeshift flamethrower with matches in the, uh, the brute bottle of cologne ended up accidentally setting one of the curtains on fire. Uh, we were able to quickly put out that fire, but it set the smoke alarm off. So, you know, about a couple minutes after hotel security came to check, we basically sprayed the whole room down with cologne. I remember the security guard remarking, just saying, damn, man, y- y- y'all need to lay off all this cologne, but didn't get in trouble. So, you know, I'm not going to mention any other names besides myself, but I think the statute of limitations has passed on that. So I feel yeah. comfortable sharing that story now. Fair enough. That's good. Burn, <laughs> like the burnt smell mixed with cologne is a whole kind of ickiness. All right, Josiah, thanks for the time. We appreciate it, buddy. We'll uh, talk to you later. Good luck to your Lakers tonight. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. See you later. It's Josiah Johnson. Do you want me to tell you mine? My, my thing happened to me yes, when I was little and I got away of with Of course. It. I also think the statute of limitations has passed. I can tell you this. So when I was like in eighth grade, seventh grade, I'm probably dating myself, but everyone was buying like Tiffany's jewelry. It was like the thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, my boyfriend at the time had bought me a ring, not that kind of a ring, just like a ring to wear. And I went to go get it. Oh my recently. goodness. Middle yeah, not like that. Like a, like a, you know, married. like a kid, like a kid, like ring. It was silver ring, but I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. So I went to have it resized. Well, they couldn't resize it. So they just gave me a new one there. They must have typed it into their system. And they gave me a new one. They switched it out. And then like a week later, another one arrived at my house. Like they didn't realize that they gave me one there. And then so I have two of this ring. And so what did I do? I returned one of them. I still feel guilty about it. I still feel guilty about it. I know. You took the money and returned that and you weren't honest. Oh, I still feel guilty about that. hundred dollars. It's really... You know, but so I still think about it sometimes, but I think it's been like a very long time now so I can let it go. Hopefully. Never Josiah, Josiah has this ability to sum up something in the NBA in one word or image that is just priceless. Are you so, on his Twitter page? Yeah. If you don't follow him, King Josiah 54 is a must for any NBA fan. In fact, like the players are constantly reacting and responding to the things that he posts. 
So he doesn't need me to, you know, get yeah, him a bunch of additional yeah. followers. He's got plenty of them. He but does. if you don't follow him, you're definitely missing out on the experience of watching the NBA. So thank you to Josiah for jumping on with us. No doubt. Thank you to him. And obviously he's a Lakers fan. Big night tonight. Lakers game two on the road facing the Nuggets. Nuggets already got the best of them in game one. And Jokic was remarkable. As we talked about earlier, Aaron, 12 of his first team shots. Good to go. 30, 19, and 12. What more do you want before the fourth quarter from him? And then obviously you and I have talked a lot about this. And we're not the only ones. Everyone's been talking about the adjustments by Darvin Ham and what they decided to do taking Anthony Davis off of the Joker and putting Rui Achimura on him. And then it actually limited Jokic. We would all assume, Aaron, that that's going to be the game plan tonight, to have Rui Achimura on him for the entirety of the game. But do you think that's a smart plan? I don't. I think what P.J. Carlesimo told us is right, which is if you throw one defense at a great player, eventually within a few possessions, that player is going to start to eat you alive. So I think the Lakers better have four or five different ideas of what they're going to do with Jokic. And I actually wonder if the best plan of attack for them is to try to limit everybody else and make him carry the whole load. I think that's smarter than than the idea that Rui Hachimura is the secret weapon that they're pulling out of the locker room to suddenly change the way the two-time MVP is going to play. I would try to say if he's going to go for 75, fine. But we're not going to give KCP and Bruce Brown and Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon a bunch of open shots and dunks. We're going to turn all of that off and make Jokic literally go one-on-one and exhaust himself on every possession. I actually like that plan more than the uh, Hachimura plan that that apparently was the most brilliant defense that Darvin Ham has ever unleashed. Well, and if you think about it, like, what would be limiting Jokic? Okay, if Rui Hachimura does a good job, he doesn't get a triple-double. Like, that's, to me, success for the Lakers if they can find a way to do that. Let's hear from Michael Malone, the Nuggets head coach, and those Laker game one adjustments that we're all praising. Much is being made of them putting Rui Hachimura on Nicole Jokic. Like, we've never seen that before. There's this kind of discussion being based that, like, even though the Lakers lost, you know, they're walking out of here last night, like, they think they've got something. I'll bet you every red penny I have that Darvin Ham would rather be up 1-0 than down 0-1. Well, I, yeah, I would assume that too. You don't ever want to be in a hole, but here we but are. To, to Michael Malone's point, everybody is acting like the Lakers won something by coming oh, back and making the game close. So, I don't ever remember talking this much about a defensive switch ever. Um, that led to a, a loss being closer. Exactly. Right? exactly. Like, have <laughs> we ever done this? I don't think so. But maybe perhaps the Lakers found something in the fourth quarter that they can build on. I said this earlier. I'll say it again, Aaron, throughout the entirety of this postseason. Every time the Lakers have lost a game, they've come back to win the next game, and they've done it by double digits. So I will give Darman Ham and the Lakers some credit there, that they have found a way to adjust sure. from game to game and get better as the season sure. goes on. Now, And, and they deserve credit for that let me the one other thing that I thought was weird about this game that I'm hoping Michael Malone changes why was Jamal Murray guarding LeBron so much because that's Uh, their second best player and can we not have that I mean he got him in foul trouble which was a major problem for the Nuggets by the time we got to the end of the game and I just don't think size wise like I don't think you want that 
Uh, that that was an odd one to me, and my guess is, you know, the Lakers figured it out and started really attacking it by the end of the game. And if you try to do that again, I think LeBron is going to eat Murray alive and get him two fouls in five seconds. So I think Denver better be careful. That that was one to me that did not make a whole lot of sense. Michael Malone's got to explain that idea to me. So I, I'm going to throw something else at, at you that's not a popular opinion. But how about the thought that when someone else other than LeBron or AD for the Lakers plays extremely well, the entire team wins. Now, I'm saying if Anthony Davis is struggling or LeBron is struggling or or maybe the Nuggets do what you suggested in reverse order, Aaron, and that is make those two guys not be available and make everyone else. Let's focus on game one at Memphis, game four at Memphis. Ruri Atramora had 29 points. Austin Reeves had 23 in game four. Both yeah. those were victories. One by double digits, the other in an overtime win, which obviously was close until the stretch. Game six against Memphis. 40-point win. D'Angelo Russell was the leading scorer with 31 points. My point being, they have, you know, guys on this team that can go and be superstars in a one-off game. These are professional athletes. They can find a way to do it. They don't necessarily need to rely just on LeBron and AD to figure out. Now, it helps if your two superstars obviously placed extremely well. But I'm saying, you can let someone else be the alpha in this situation and maybe sure. take the attention off of you. I don't okay. know. But what I, we- I think that worked against Memphis and a Warriors team at the end. But I don't think America gives Denver nearly enough credit for being twice as good as those teams. I'm so in that look, camp. I know but, that. But, but, Shay, Austin Reeves had a great game one in this series. Anthony Davis played his best offensive game of the playoffs, and LeBron did what LeBron does. He was one assist away from having a triple-double. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers still lost. I mean, to but me, that says that something... To me, that says something, though, about how much better Denver is than those other teams and that L.A. kind of had everything working for him on offense. They shot a great percentage. They made a ton of threes. Davis got 40. LeBron had a triple-double. They had contributions up and down the roster. And I'm sure D'Angelo Russell is going to make a couple of shots at some point in the series that he didn't make in Game 1. But I'm saying I think the Lakers played about as well offensively as they're going to play. They scored 126 points, and they still lost. And that's why I think Denver ultimately is going to win this series. Sure, but they didn't do any of that, Aaron, until the second half. They did look like a shell of themselves in the first half as they were trying to figure out what they were doing, who's guarding who, where's the offensive capability. That didn't come until the second half. Now the question is, can they figure out how to do it from jump? Can they have a little bit more sense of urgency from the beginning of the game so they don't get themselves in the hole in a hole against who you think, it sounds like, perhaps is the most trustworthy team in the entire playoffs right now in the Denver Nuggets? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Um, They've been statement. the most consistent team. Who's been better? I mean, Miami? No, Miami was not. Well, throughout the playoffs, yes, Miami's been very good. Yes, I was thinking the entirety of the season, yes. All right, we'll stay with Denver, kind of, but we're going to switch gears a little bit because we're going to go to their football team. <laughs> stay with me here. Goldhammer, will you let Russ cook at the Nuggets game tonight? No. Would you? No. No, he's not Listen. cooking anything for me. He's sitting in the third deck until they win a, a, a division game. Until they beat the Chiefs, he's not courtside in uh, my book. We'll discuss more of it next. It's KT Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. You know, it probably feels like a beautiful day in Denver today, considering they're already one up on the Lakers. They got a game two tonight against LeBron and those Lakers at home. But we're actually going to switch gears, talk a little football before we get to the basketball. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Shade Cornette, Aaron Goldhammer here with you, filling in for the guys. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You want to join the conversation? Call the CC call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Kareem Jackson is with us. Denver Broncos safety. Kareem, thanks for joining us this evening. I'm going to call it on the East Coast right now. I know it's not for you yet. Um, when you've got game two on the basketball sides of things for the Nuggets tonight, we'll get into that in a minute. But first, let's start on the football side of things because there's a lot of changes going on in Denver for you as well. New head coach, Sean Payton, obviously now in the building there for you guys. Have you gotten to know him? Have you talked with them? What's the vibe around having Sean Payton as the new head coach of the Denver Broncos? Yes, I've I've had a chance to um, had a chance to to talk with him several times. Uh, obviously, just playing against him over the years, uh, I know what type of competitor he is. I know what type he likes to run as well. Uh, I mean, I mean the vibes have been great. I mean, it's been a lot of energy. Uh, he's been very enthusiastic with everything that he's been, you know, been doing and and, and talking about. Um, I mean, he has a great vision for for this season and, and the way he wants us to operate as a team. And so we're definitely looking forward to implementing those ways and, and just coming out and playing some great football this year and being very productive as a team. Kareem, what's the biggest thing that needs to change for the Broncos between last year and this year? Um, I mean, first and foremost, hopefully we can stay healthy. Had a ton of injuries, injuries last year. Um, I mean, I think we have to do a better job of playing complementary football. Um, I, I think we had too many games where we had highs and lows on both sides of the ball, whether it's, you know, one game, 
you know, defensively we're playing, you know, uh, pretty good. And then, you know, maybe the other two phases may not be there that day. And then some games where the defense may not be as good and the offense kind of get going. But I think we have to do a better job of playing complementary football in all three phases. Obviously, um, that plays a huge part in this league. And I think if we can do that, we'll, we'll, we'll have a, a chance to win a lot more games. Talking to Kareem Jackson right now, Denver Broncos safety. You can also follow him on Twitter at Reamboy25. Boy with an I, not with a Y. Um, okay, Kareem, I'm going to switch gears really quick because it is a big night in Denver. I'm not sure. Are you there in the off season? Are you in Denver? I'm actually not there at the moment. Um, I'm still in Houston. Um, I actually just left Denver uh, yesterday, though. Okay, so you've been out and about. So it's a big deal what's going on with the Nuggets right now. They have game two tonight against the Lakers. Have you been paying attention to what's going on in the NBA playoffs? Yeah, definitely. I'm a huge NBA fan. I actually went to the game Tuesday night. Perfect. Okay, so what do you think is going to happen tonight? Fill me in. You were there. I mean, please. Yeah, um, I I think it was a great win for the Nuggets. Uh, Although I'm I'm a LeBron fan, so (laughs) I don't know if I'm the right person to ask about that because (laughs) – I'm rooting for the Lakers. That's okay. It's a little oh, conflict wait, hold, of interest. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Of interest. <laughs> hold on a second, Kareem. Now, I grew up in Denver. I've been a Nugget fan <laughs> since I was two. They did you? Were you on the jumbotron? Did you wear Lakers gear? How do you handle this? I, I didn't. I didn't wear Lakers gear. Uh, I mean. If you watched the game, I'm sure you probably saw me jumping up every time the Lakers scored. But uh, I'm I'm just a huge LeBron fan. I've been a LeBron fan, I mean, ever since, you know, high school. And because he's obviously he's around my age, so I've had a chance mm-hmm. to kind of watch him. And, you know, my career kind of go went as his career went. Obviously, he's a little older than me. But being able to watch him, the things he's been able to do since high school, him being under the microscope and the way he's handled himself, um, he's my all-time favorite player. So, you know, um, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm I'm rooting for the Lakers. But I will say, um, I mean, I love watching the Nuggets. I go to quite a few games, you know, um, as many as I can. I love watching yeah. those guys. The things Yoke has been able to do these last three years has uh, been unbelievable. You know, him, Jamal Murray, those guys have a great team. Um, and, I, and I love to watch them play. It's all, I mean, it's just, you know, they're playing against, you know, my guy LeBron and the Lakers. So, I mean. But I, I think they're I think they they're playing some unbelievable ball and I think it could go either way this series. Benedict Arnold, I mean Kareem Jackson, Denver Broncos safety, <laughs> is joining us on ESPN Radio. Have you had a chance to meet and talk to Braun ever, Kareem? Uh once once before. Once before. Um I had a chance to meet and talk to him a little bit. Where uh tell us lay that out for me. Where were you? What was the exchange like? Well, at the time I um and this is when I say I'm a I'm a huge LeBron fan. It was a, a span of maybe two or three years where they would get the Hawks every year in the first round when he was in Cleveland. Um, yep. So I would always go to that series, and I was actually staying at the W Hotel one night. And after that game, and him and a couple of guys walked in, and I had a chance to meet him. Uh, him, Richard Jefferson. Um, this was when uh, Love was on the team, and Channing Fryer, which are two two guys that I um I've had oh, you know you had to, to be your heart had to be beating that. out of your chest as you walk up to him, right? Yeah, and uh, and and also J.R. Smith too, who, which is I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty cool with J.R. Smith too. Um, you know, every time I see him, it's always love. But um, 
yeah, I mean, obviously, just just getting that opportunity for me, you know, um, I mean, it was it, it was amazing. All right, Kareem. Well, you can channel that uh, meeting tonight when you watch the Lakers and the Nuggets. A little conflict of interest, but no big deal. At least you're rooting kind of for both teams in different ways. We appreciate the yeah, time, buddy. Definitely, good luck. definitely. Good luck this upcoming season, okay? I appreciate it. Thank you. See you later. Broncos open up the season against the Raiders. So a little division rival there to start things off for the Denver Broncos. That's Kareem Jackson, the safety, joining us. And you can follow him on Twitter at Reamboy. That's B-O-I 25. All right, coming up, we're going to play a little game. Um, I'm not going to reveal the game because also if I reveal who's going to join the game, it'll give away the game. So you just have to stick around to see what's going to happen. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. You know, we realize there's a lot going on in the world. NBA playoffs, big life things, whatever it is, for the reason you tuned into this show today. The next segment might surprise you a little bit. And maybe get your mind off whatever it is you got to get your mind off. Maybe you're frustrated with what the Lakers did in Game 1 or maybe what the Celtics did last night. We're here to make you feel better. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Shay Cornette here with you and Aaron Goldhammer as well. And we're going to play um, a game here, Aaron, that I'm going to let you set up because sure. Aaron hosts uh, the really big show in Cleveland on the ESPN affiliate in Cleveland. And he uh, had this great idea and thought since you have a Cornette. Oh, I, mean, I, I don't know that I've ever had a great idea in my life, but we have a jewelry store that's a sponsor of our show. Shout out to Josh Bookman, the team at Bookman and Sun Fine Jewelry on Brexville Road in Brexville. Might as well give them some love. And they sponsored, there you go. They might as, they uh, sponsored this contest where we brought in three couples who were engaged and we played the nearlywed game, which is just like the newlywed game. Um, Shay, here's what happened. So we lined up the three couples, okay, a few weeks in advance. And then, you know, it was partially my responsibility, come up with the questions, organize this, make sure it looks good, sounds good, and all that. So yesterday, one of the couples cancels because at least they made it sound like their relationship fell apart. They dissolved. So they weren't available to participate in the contest anymore because they weren't together anymore. Really so we had to go to an alternate. We ended up naming a winner today. I tell you this story before the show, and then we came up with the idea because you and your lovely husband, the great Jordan Cornette, are both with the team here at ESPN. We thought that we would bring Jordan into the show and have you guys go toe-to-toe with each other to see how well you could play the Canty and Carlin edition of the nearly newlywed game. Hit the music. Let's go, everybody. Joining us now, live from a golf course somewhere, (laughs) Jordan Cornette of ESPN and the ACC Network. What's up, Jordan? Hey, Aaron, you had me at lovely. I'll just say this, too. Last time me and Shea played a game, we ended up with our second child, so a little bit of trepidation coming what into this. What is show. wrong with you? <laughs> All right, here's oh, how this no. is going to work, guys. No fighting, no fighting. I'll ask a question. Shay is going to write down an answer, and then Jordan is going to give his answer over the air. So, Jordan, don't shout it out. Give your wife a chance to answer and respond, and then we'll see if you guys match. If you match, you get a point. If you don't, you don't lose a point. But I want to know, Jordan, how confident are you guys that you can crush this? I have four questions. How many do you think you'll get right? 
I feel confident. I mean, we're no longer nearlyweds or newlyweds. We've been married for quite some time. I have confidence I can deliver on this one. Okay, I, I do too. I feel pretty confident about that. I feel good. I feel like we're we're in sync here. That's right. a point. We both said the same thing. We agree. That's one point. All right, we're cooking. But that's cheating because you didn't. All right, here we go. Shay, you're, you're going to write this down. Yep, Jordan, listen carefully, but don't shout it out. And we're going to start with this one. If you're, uh, it, it, let me, uh, I've already screwed this up. Let me, let me ask it this way. If Shay were a breed of dog, what dog would she be? Shay, put an answer down. Okay. And then I'll have uh, Shay's answer is. You got it? It is not in. Wait, it's I don't see it. in the chat. Look in the chat. Yeah, I'm looking at the chat. I don't see it. Oh, in the in, on my text. Oh, I froze. I'm, I'm going to text Shan. Shan will put it in. I froze. My, my, <laughs> Jordan, just a little uh, uh, note. Our internet keeps going out here. Um, okay, there. All right, Shannon Jordan. has it now. Go ahead. All right, go Jordan. Ahead. I'm going to go with Golden Retriever. <laughs> yes, that is a match. <laughs> You're we, on the board. We, we happen. Aaron, we happen to have a golden retriever, and we always joke that people start to look and behave like their dogs. And my wife looks like our golden retriever, Kobe, and also behaves like her. Easy, lovable, uh, you know what you're going to get, reliable, loyal. That's my wife, golden retriever. <laughs> We're with the Cornets, nice. Canty and Carlin. We are playing the newlywed game with Jordan and Shay Cornette of ESPN. Guys, where is the worst date that you ever went Ooh. on together. Where was the worst date you ever Ooh. went on oh. together? Ooh, this, this is where we might. I wonder if she gets. I don't know the name of the place. Uh, I, I can't shout it out. I got to wait for her. All wait, right, Shay, uh, you ready? Have you submitted? No, I don't know. Um, the worst. Where date? was the worst date that you ever went on together? You don't need a name. I, you, you don't need to I name got the it. place. I got it. Just I got the it. type. The, yeah. the the cafeteria in Bristol, no. Connecticut is no. not an Jordan, acceptable answer. Big picture, babe. Go big picture here. Yeah, Don't, know, you I guys know. are I'm cheating. Looking, this I'm is looking. ridiculous. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, can, I, can, I, can I go ahead? Yeah. Yes. Any small plate restaurant that my wife takes oh, me to, no. I want... I go crazy. That is not it. What, what was your answer? I wrote Tulum. Jordan, I went Tulum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Part of our honeymoon, actually. We had to scratch our honeymoon midway through. It was terrible. We were in Tulum. We had to scratch to go to another tropical island. Uh, We're still working to make that money back from uh, uh, a uh, honeymoon that imploded. It was terrible. I said, what happened? Hurricane? That's That's your honeymoon. That's not a date. That's your honeymoon. I know, but it's a whole thing. I don't know. All right, go ahead. All I know is you guys only have one point as we continue with the newlywed game with the Cornets. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We'll get you ready for game two, Western Conference Finals (laughs) coming up. Uh, If Shay was no longer an option for you, Jordan, which one of her friends would be most compatible (laughs) with you? If Shay was oh. no longer an option, which one of her There's friends two. would be most compatible with you? Now you got to pick one. I, put, I okay. wrote two. Yeah, two. I got it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. This is difficult. Can I go ahead? Yes. 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 It would be Danielle. We're the same human being. <laughs> yeah, yeah that is correct. Who is Danielle? And what, who would have been Danielle? your second pick? Who would have been your second pick? Yeah, Trish. Trish would be. Ding, Trish ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> That's what You're I wrote. on it. <laughs> who are Danielle and Trish, and who They're can right, we set them up with? Two, two attractive <laughs> women, two great personalities. 
uh, two very dear friends to my wife who become like family to me. I've always told my wife, I might not be long for this world. And I've laid out a guy that she's supposed to be with if I do perish. She never gave me really a little morbid same kind of deal. I know she didn't give me the same kind of deal, but she knows that I love those two uh, with all my heart. This is an easy game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you got, got last two. One. It, the last one is coming with Shay and Jordan Cornette. We're playing the newlywed game. What ex would Shay least like Jordan to run into? What ex would Shay least like Jordan to run into? Ex of mine. Ex yeah, of yours. Of what ex of yours would Shay oh, least like awkward. you to run into? <laughs> All right. I have an answer from Shay. Jordan, go I mean, ahead. Jeez. Uh, it would be my, my ex-girlfriend, uh, whose name begins with a B, would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, you can say her name. I mean, it's, 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 it's probably not listening. She's listening to Canty and Carlin. <laughs> Brandy. Brandy Jeez. is correct. Aaron, you, you talk about diabolical. Oh, my gosh. I know. Now, who is, who is Brand, Brandy? Do we have to from, do that? The boy is mine, that? Brandy? Yeah, exactly. That's who it is. Um, all right. Well, this was fun, Jay. We got three out of the four. <laughs> Thank you. Sweet. I think you guys have proven to have a very strong relationship. Jordan, back to golf for you. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Guys, I look forward to uh, being on the radio for a little bit more uh, sports content next time, maybe. <laughs> ding, ding, <laughs> ding. Who, who do you like tonight, Jordan? Lakers or Lakers Nuggets? Lakers or Nuggets. Uh, I, I like the Nuggets. Ooh. Love the Nuggets, actually. Love to the Nuggets to cover as well. To take a 2 nothing lead and to cover the 5.5 for Jordan Cornette. Well, I'm going to talk to uh, Shay in the break about who Brandy is, and okay. I guess no one is going to hear that except for just me and Shannon, who's producing this show. Up next, what do you expect from LeBron James tonight in Game 2? We'll try to get things back on track as we continue. Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.